This is Now Serving. Now here's Chris and Jess. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Now Serving with Chris and Jess. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yes. Welcome, everyone. I'll tell you why I was laughing in just a second. But it's a podcast where we spill the tea, the tea being the truth or our versions of it each and every week. And the reason that I was laughing is because <laughs> <laughs> I've never true. Okay. So Chris, our listeners may not know this. Our outro song always reminds me of one of those snakes that gets summoned from that you know, out of the basket in the desert and dee, 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 like dee. This. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and now our intro <laughs> our intro song reminds me, it sounds like there's a Britney sample in there from Oops I Did It Again, where it goes, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> I wanna play it again. Hold on. Oh, just play it. Just wait. It is. It's coming. It's coming right now. What the fuck? This is now. I've actually never like. I'm like, is that a Britney Spears? It's It's subliminal. I'm actually, I'm actually shook right now. I can't believe this. Isn't that incredible? It was meant to be. That's, you know what? That's probably why we both that. loved. You can't unhear it now, but that's probably why we both loved that intro song. Probably. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, it again. Okay, that is absolutely insane. I actually never... Like I've heard it, but I didn't. <laughs> Brittany, is that you? What the fuck? Wow. <laughs> well, truly, there's no better podcast for her to be on. That's truly. true. It's so, really... welcome to all the Brittany Stan, <laughs> Chris and I included. Yes. Uh, this is. Yes. I'm actually super excited for this week. There's a lot of fun topics, including one. I want to get started with this because I'm. Like it's relevant, and I'm not fully aware of of who she is. She's, I think, she has a lot of stands as well, though. And I learned what a stand was on this fucking podcast too. Um, <laughs> but Ms. Marie Kondo. Okay, and I thought when I first heard the name Marie Kondo, and this just shows, like, I know didn't really know much about her. I thought it was like she's like a someone that like does real estate like a condo hunter or something oh. like that. I thought it was like one of those types of shows because everyone's been talking about her and I didn't know really much about her. I did watch some clips to figure it out so that I could be somewhat included and know what's going on. But you, you've been watching her Netflix show, right? Yes. I've, I've watched the whole thing. Oh I God, watched okay. it, I think New Year's day or the day after or whatever. So for those who are, who are also living under a rock like Chris, Marie yes. Kondo is a Japanese organizing consultant and a very successful author. And the reason she's a successful author is because her con- consult, her, her services were in 
such high demand and the waiting lists for her to organize people's homes because her method is so revolutionary. Um, the, okay. the, the wait list was so long that she just wrote basically a how-to book and it became... What, is she, what makes her so special though? Like who... What? Okay. I'm sorry. Okay. You're probably so getting she, to this, but what, like, so who she, is she? Right. So she's... She's honestly, I don't want to say the cutest, but she is the cutest person she I does have seem ever cute. seen. <laughs> okay. She is so cute because you can, she just, she almost seems like a fairy to me because she's so happy and she, it seems like she's just sprinkling happy dust everywhere she goes. And she's quite petite. So she's just so cute, but um, she's very talented as, at what she does. So her method is called the KonMari method, which is sort of a, you know, a mixture of her names put together. And Mm -hmm. I'm just reading here. It consists of gathering all of one's belongings, one category at a time, and then only keeping those things that spark joy uh, and choosing a place for everything from then on. So it's part organization, part purging, and then part life changing i guess but how is she in such like high demand like i don't get like i mean i feel like she could very easily write a how-to book and i guess i'm glad she did but like would these not be pretty easy directions to follow or does she like fucking rip stuff out of people's hands and be like no she is the opposite she's so respectful and that's what i mean she's like a fairy like she's almost like a little i i don't know she's just she's so respectful and sweet and she, she it's it's not like she really makes you do something you don't want to do because she understands that people value their possessions but a lot of the time i think people don't value their possessions and that's why they have so much clutter so she wrote a couple of books and i believe the one uh, was on the New York Times bestseller list, and which is the one that I read, and it's called The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up, The Japanese Art of Decluttering and Organizing. And I can't it believe truly, I've never heard of her. Yes, it's really good. And it, you know what? It's not a hard read, and it's very short. So if you know someone with the book, borrow it or Amazon it or whatever, mm-hmm. and um, read it. But for me, I read the book, and I was like, I understand the method But I don't think I did because until I watched her new Netflix series called Tidying Up with Marie Kondo, I didn't really see the method in action. And seeing her so perfectly and pristinely fold a shirt and a scarf and a pair of pants. she rolls stuff up. She has a different method, right? She has a totally different method of you need to be able to see everything that you have. And so obviously, because I'm so predictable and such a bandwagon type gal, I was like, I'm going to watch this. It came out New Year's Day. I'm like, perfect. New Year, new me. I don't even know 2018 Jess anymore. So I obviously stayed up way too late. I'm like, "Mm, New Year, same me. Stayed up way too late, refolding my entire closet. And I cannot believe the difference just seeing what I have and I have twice the amount of space now and I didn't get rid of that much stuff I just got rid of a couple things some old t-shirts and thing but I refolded all of my jeans for example and I have twice the amount of space now just the way that she does it and I can see all of them too and I was like how did I I don't know there's something about seeing is believing and Well, the reason her services are in such high demand is because 
I think that a lot of the times clutter is is exactly that. it's like mental clutter as well like physical totally. things manifest in your brain mm-hmm. you are not a messy person like you are Ugh, kind of influenced yeah. so you understand I, that i get this and i want to quickly say like one thing if i'm falling asleep at night like and it's, i should probably like talk this through i should probably talk to a therapist about this a little bit more and i'm <laughs> making a joke about this like i probably fucking shit but like yeah well you've seen where like i have like nothing on my calendars i can't um things need to be organized things need to be orderly um even like my inbox it stresses me out when there's emails in there like notifications need to be clear off my phone, like tabs have to be shut on my browser or I actually have a hard time falling asleep. Mm -hmm. Um, And what I've even started doing is if like there's things I need, like I normally think about it as I'm falling asleep, kind of like a to-do list or things I need to do. And I'll add Uh those to lists so that I can like address it right in the morning or whatever. Or Uh I'll just like order what I need like right then and there online so I can like almost like archive it from my my mind or delete it from my mind Mm -hmm. so i'm all about this i want to watch this show yes i think we'll see apparently you don't require the method (laughs) apparently you've already been born this way (laughs) so uh you might enjoy seeing you know her in action Mm -hmm. would i get stressed out watching her though no she's so calm like Because, and that's the thing, I think that most of us and her approach is so revolutionary too, because she sees a big mess and where most of us are like, how am I going to get through this? How? And she's like, a big mess. I love messes. I love to clean. And she just has so soft, like she just, you feel, you feel the stress melting away. And her whole method also has to do with her thanking the house that you live in. So at the beginning of each episode in each different family and Netflix, of course, portrays the most, all of the different family situations. There's uh, empty nesters, family with young children, gay couple, lesbian couple, woman, bereaved woman whose husband died. Like it's just everything in every situation. And none of like all their clutter is a different levels. But she, when you think about it, her her process, she she starts by kneeling on the floor and like feeling the house, like getting a vibe in the house. And then oh she's God. like, it's okay. a great Not house because it, as you know, I live for this shit. Okay. Yeah, I, was like, I, know I can't do. wait to kneel on the floor and thank the house for all it's oh given me. God. <laughs> this sounds ridiculous. How how did she get famous <laughs> for this? Because people's lives changed once they adopted her method. I want to have a show. I'll go to people's houses and I'll tell them exactly what needs to go. (laughs) But she doesn't (laughs) tell them what needs to go. They decide what needs to go. And it's hard for some of them, but she walks them through it. It's, um, It's therapeutic watching her because she's like, do you hold? And when people are like, I don't know, this doesn't really say joy or not joy to me. And she's like, what's... For example, one of the categories is books because a lot of people acquire a lot of books. Mm -hmm. And 
she's like, hold your favorite book. And you can see people's reactions when they hold their book. And there was one where the guy is a writer. And so they had a lot of books because they were both writers. It was overtaking their home. And she's like, what's your favorite book? And he's like, well, it's Catcher in the Rye, of course. And so he held the book and you could instantly see the look on his face. He's like, oh yeah, that's the feeling I need to have every time I hold a book. And if I don't, then it doesn't belong in my house. And the idea in the end is that that therefore every single thing in your home and that you lay your eyes on makes you feel that way. So it empower it's empowering, I think. And what I about think, a yeah. but what about like a glass <laughs> cup? Like, okay, like I'm like, I'm not like, oh my gosh, this is my favorite cup. I'm smiling. I'm like the happiest fucking person in the world. But I'm not gonna throw them out because I need to use it for like what how does that work? I'm, I'm, right. I want to watch just to understand it. Right. But you getting... don't have clutter. So that's the difference, right? Like you are mm-hmm. already organized and you already don't have clutter. I, well, we've said this before. You and I could not be more different <laughs> where you're like, I cannot have anything on my, my counter. I can't have papers. I literally just had a pile of receipts that I just shoved into like a folder because I was like, I don't want to deal with oh, this. My <laughs> God. Oh my God. Only because I needed the space on my desk to do my setup with my nails. Because as you know, I paint my nails while we record. (laughs) I do know (laughs) that. More on that later. Fun fact. (laughs) (laughs) Um. You don't already have this problem. I love to clean and organize messes. Like I get that approach. I love that. I think the tough part for me is maintenance because I find myself cleaning every Friday night. I'm like, oh, I have to clean and organize everything again. The the key is the maintenance. For whatever reason, her method, when it's complete, you it's the maintenance isn't such a chore any longer. You're like, oh, I love this place and I love these things and I want to treat my possessions with respect and this and that, which I feel like I do already, but not to that the extent of what people are saying in her results. How, how long does she stay with these people? Like, how does she train oh, them to like... it's like a weeks or months long process. She doesn't stay with okay. them every day and they largely do most of the work. I'm sure if you paid her one-on-one, she would be there with you the entire time. But she, again, she is so in demand because people see these incredible results from her method where when I read her book, people were saying that they um, divorced their husband of 20 years. They quit their job. They started a new job. Like they became a new sort of entrepreneur. Like they pursued their dreams essentially because they were just so, there's none of that gray, like you know, background noise happening. And I think things are probably just much more in focus, which you and I can both speak to the calmness and clarity that comes with living in a clean, organized home. There is nothing like it. And I often tweet about how I iron my sheets. (laughs) (laughs) I iron my sheets. I am fanatical about my bed because it's like the one place that I can consistently find solace and do you know what's really weird about that mm-hmm. to me at least is uh-huh. i like if there's anything in my house or my condo that's not clean and organized it's my bed like will i i'll make it before i like leave like I, I, that's kind of important but when i say i make it i like pull the cover over and like make sure the pillows are straight like I never iron my sheets or anything like that 
But so I think that's so crazy because that's like the one, uh-huh. like it's like exact opposite for us. Yeah, that is weird. That is interesting. Maybe I shouldn't care I so much about my this. bed. Yeah. Yeah. Someone someone needs to assess what this means. If Please. you know what this means, tweet. Please. At tweet Chris us. Craig, at or now yeah. serving podcast. If you, yeah, if you tweet at now serving PC, um, in, or sorry, if you follow that also, you'll get notifications of when our, our newest podcasts go live. That's right. Isn't that a fun fact? That, that, that's amazing. I love us. <laughs> <laughs> but overall, I think you should watch it, one, for the cultural value. So at least you'll know what everybody's talking about at work. It's so right. funny because Monday when I went into the office... Uh, the guys on my team were like, yeah, my wife, I came home, everything was in little boxes in the drawers. And I was like, what's happening? And I was like, she's doing the method. You just have to let her do this. <laughs> it's so great. And two, I think you'll, I think you'll personally enjoy her approach. I think it's probably different than yours, but I think the end result, you'll be happy. When you see the transformation that happens in these people, you can even see the vibe in their home and their relationships change when these people have no clutter and no mess in their house. It's unbelievable. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll watch mm-hmm. it. I'll watch it. And sure, I'll tweet you will. My thought. No, I'll I'll watch it and I'll tweet my my thoughts. <laughs> I will. I absolutely will. I absolutely will because I do want to see it. I want to see like how she does it. I think it sounds a little bit, I don't know, batshit crazy how she like thinks the house, but mm-hmm. that's not. I shouldn't judge. You know what? I think it's great. And and it's almost sort of grounding. I think it's a grounding experience where you're like, I've been there. I'm like, this house, it's a disaster and this and this and this. And then you're like, actually, this house has, there's been a lot of great memories here and this, like, you know what I mean? I think you have to hold on to those things where you're like, okay, this is actually a great house. And I haven't, I've had a great life in this house and I haven't Mm -hmm. served its ultimate purpose even though it served me, you know? So that's nice. I should, you know what? Welcome to the dark side. <laughs> oh God. You're, you're slowly bringing me over to the, the quote unquote dark side. Can't stop. Won't slowly stop. Slowly changing. I can listen to it all <laughs> on this podcast. Oh my God. Uh, anyway, we will be right back. <laughs> Now Serving Podcast is supported by Zencaster. Zencaster allows us to record in two different locations plus interview guests without sacrificing audio quality. It also makes recording a breeze. Join today and use promo code NOWSERVING to receive 20% off your first three months of service. And now, back to the podcast. Okay, Chris. So earlier today, <laughs> don't laugh. <laughs> earlier today, we were, I, well, I think you came across something on Twitter. I did, that, yes. That essentially said, let me just pull it up here. It's sort of a thing trending that said, what's the biggest lie you ever told for personal gain? Yes. Um, and there's a ton of yeah. people tweeting at this and sharing their stories but uh-huh. i was like hey like what have you, I, I feel like you'd have a good story 
you always have such great stories. And <laughs> I, I of was course, like, have a great story. <laughs> okay. And I want to hear it. And I was like, this would be so much fun to talk about. So what, what is the biggest lie you've ever told for personal gain? Will you share it? Do you have I'm something? coming clean on the internet. I do. Have, <laughs> I told a I'm big actually so lie. Excited. Okay. I told a big lie. And you know what? I'm not ashamed of it because I got what I wanted. <laughs> okay. This is, know, this is major. Okay. <laughs> I lied so well in this particular instance that I think I should do it all the time, quite frankly. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Okay. So for as, as many of you may or may not know, Chris and I live in Ontario and in Ontario, uh, there are stages of getting your driver's license. So you have mm-hmm. like a learner's permit style thing. And then you have like a license called a G, G2, a G2. And then for a full license that you only have to renew like every, I don't know, 10 years or whatever after that. I, I have no idea because this story is about getting my G license, <laughs> but uh, you have to take your G license and then you're good. And then you don't have to be tested after that until I think you're very old. So when I think in Canada, you can get your G2 and your 16 after you've had your G1 for anyways. Yeah, it's like three levels. It's like, so G1 yeah. is like your beginners. G2 is kind of like the, the mid license. And then G is like your full license. Right. Okay. Yeah. It's like the training wheels sort of. And then, okay. Yeah, yeah. So <clears throat> about five years ago, I was working in sports actually. And my boss was like, we're going to give you a vehicle. And I was like, great. Awesome. Sick. Cause I was taking yeah. the bus before that. <laughs> perfect. And he's like, yep, no problem. Blah, blah, blah. Like you're doing a great job. Perfect. So I go to get the vehicle and, um, we're going through the insurance process at work and the the girl's like, you don't have your G. I'm like, yeah, I've been putting it off for as long as humanly possible because I'm not a good driving test type of gal. And she was like, you need this. Your insurance will significantly decrease. And basically our bosses demanding that you go and have this test done. And then it became um, like, you must get this. And I was like, and everyone was like, how do you not have this? I'm like, I have literally been putting it off for years. So I found every loophole in the book to not do it. Didn't work. So I had to, (laughs) I had to take my G. I'm like, whatever. So I was practicing and practicing, which was challenging because I didn't have a car at the time. So yeah. I was hanging out with my friends, like going to see my parents, practicing on their car and whatever. Steph and I would practice <laughs> on this 30 kilometer an hour ramp where to like how we would ha- and just apply that same logic to merging 100 kilometers per hour on the highway. And I was like, what could oh be my- different? <laughs> what could be different? Oh, my God. God. Okay. I have to, I would just like to also preface this conversation by saying I am an excellent driver. I have an excellent driving record. I've only ever been in one little fender bender and it was weather related. Like everybody was in an accident. It was just like a little bump. Um, so, uh, <laughs> lucky for me, the day came when I finally had to take my test 
it also happened to be the day, the very last day that I could possibly take this test without having to redo the entire process, like going back to getting your G1, like going back to driving school, like I just, whatever. So there was a lot of pressure to say the least, because if I failed that, I couldn't do it the next day. I'd have to restart. So at the same time, there was a new person who started at the office um, in my old job and they needed a vehicle. So my boss gave them my vehicle to use for a couple of days. And I was like, well, fuck, like I needed a car to do this test and like, ah, and I wasn't practicing on this one and whatever. Cause I had gotten the car a couple days earlier. Yeah. yeah. So, and because I was working in sports, we had a vehicle sponsor. So I called them up and said like, you know, we had a great relationship and they said, of course you can use one of our vehicles for a couple of days. And I was like, sweet, because I thought they would give me like some ship box to drive around. And I was like, perfect. It's going to be like a tiny little, I don't know, smart car or something. Everything will be so simple. Parallel parking. Wrong. They gave me a Jeep Grand Cherokee, which I have to say is now my dream vehicle. (laughs) And it was like the blacked out, like souped up version. And I was like, I've never spent this much on gas in my whole life in one week. But whatever. (laughs) So I was whipping around town in this giant SUV. I had to take my test. And I was like, well... And I had practiced so many times with Steph trying to parallel park. And I was like, I just, I can't do it. Like I failed every single time. So I'm like, well, shit. Day comes for the test. I get in the car and the girl's like, and I'm a big believer. Like, you know, if you don't think you can, you can't. You just got to kind of fake it till you make it. So in some cases where oh my God. sometimes okay. confidence trumps competence. So <laughs> oh my god I the instructor gets in the car she's like hi Jessica I'm like hi how are you blah 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 she's like great she's like wow this is a nice car I'm like isn't it and I, <laughs> this was the lie okay sue me <laughs> he said to her you know my boss is gonna give me this car if I pass this test <gasps> so <laughs> <laughs> She's like, are you kidding? I'm like, no. And she was familiar with the sports team I was working with and Mm -hmm, and the person mm -hmm. that I worked for. And she was like, oh, I believe it because, you know, he's obviously quite wealthy and this and that. I said, there's a lot writing on this test right now. As you know, it's the very last day I can write this test. And my boss is going to give me this car. So if I'm a little bit nervous, please go easy. And she was like, oh, I totally understand. I was like, "Mm mm-hmm. So... (laughs) (laughs) we're whipping down the highway i honestly i i scored almost perfectly the only thing i forgot to do was put like my hazards on an emergency stop or something but she's like and can you parallel park i'm like "Mm -hmm." and i just was like you know what i got this and it was the most beautiful never to be repeated ever again parallel park that i have ever done and i have never done a parallel park like that ever again are you serious (laughs) (laughs) That's freaking amazing. (laughs) And 
so at the end of it, she was like, you passed. She was so excited for me. I'm like, oh my God. She's like, I can't believe you get this car now. Like, oh my God. And I was like, yeah, yeah. I can't believe it either, actually. And she was like, I'm just so happy for you. And like, I'm so glad that, you know, you're going to have this opportunity now. And like the whole time that we were driving, she was basically talking to me about the car. I'm like, oh yeah. Like, do you want to warm your seat? Because you can like, just click this button here. She was like, shut up. I can't believe this. I know. I can't believe it either. And she's like, I can't believe you're driving this around. And I was like, "Mm mm-hmm. So I think she maybe went easy on me because of that. I'll never know. I also like to think it's because of my superior driving skills. Well, obviously. So if you did well on the test, Uh I mean, she was probably... Well, if she's a good like driving instructor or driving like assessor, whatever their title is, she probably couldn't, she shouldn't be like, okay, I'll give you bonus points. But you are a good driver. I've been in the car with you while you're driving. You are a good driver. I'm not surprised you you aced the test. But that's oh, I'm not a bad I'm... driver. <laughs> well, I know, but if you're nervous. <laughs> Yeah, I told Steph afterwards. I'm like, oh, yeah, I told the because Steph loves cars like Steph's almost like she she loves cars. She loves pressing buttons in cars. So anytime because I often was driving different cars in that job, anytime that I was with her, I'd be like, do you want to see this car I'm driving this week and press the button? She's like, yes. So I pick her up. And uh, she would press the buttons, but she's like, oh my God, how'd your test go? I'm like, great. I told the girl I was going to get the car if I passed. So she passed me and she was like, are you kidding me? But you know what? You got to do what you got to do. Others have done worse, I'm sure. Others have done worse. And I have some examples. So this thread on Twitter is like blowing up and I was dying. And I want to hear your reaction to some of these. And I want to hear what other people think too. So I know, because I've probably done them too. Okay, some of these are pretty interesting. So this all started because author Nicole Cliff, um, or not author, writer Nicole Cliff, she tweeted, when I moved in with Steve, um, uh, who I believe is her partner, um, when I moved in with Steve three months into our relationships, it's because I lied and said I was getting evicted and needed a place to live when in (gasps) fact I just wanted to move in with him. (laughs) And then she said, please tell me about your over-the-top lies for personal game. I think that's pretty... It's funny that she's admitting this. That's also like a little clingy, you know? Like, like I think that's that's a bit... Yeah. (laughs) Like your reaction. (laughs) I can picture the face you're making as you're... I'm just thinking if a man did that to me... Well, first of all, I wouldn't invite a man to live with me after three months. I'd be like, that sounds like a personal problem. So best of luck. I mean, I would try and help them find a place. But whoa, that is deceitful, I think. Okay, continue on. So here's another one. Um, A guy, uh, he wanted to go see a Blink-182 concert while he was in high school, but couldn't afford tickets. Um, And they went to, or they lived in an extremely religious uh, Oklahoma town. Um, So what they did is they got a bunch of people that were very religious and said they wanted to go to the concert and spread the gospel at the the concert, but they needed money to get there. Um, He said they went to the show and they turned a profit. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Wow. I can't say I would do anything like that either. <laughs> okay. I think that I, I feel a lot better about my lie about the the vehicle. I guess that's not that bad when I think about it. 
Yeah, I think you're fine. So here's one from a very uh, famous uh, celebrity, or maybe not celebrity, but famous person, Monica Lewinsky. So, (laughs) no, it's, yeah. Um, In kindergarten, um, I told my friends that Olivia Newton-John was coming for dinner. My mom was very surprised when my friend's mom called and asked if they could come too. Okay. Uh, <laughs> that to me just sounds like something you say as a kid like who didn't tell tell their parents or their friends that someone was coming over when they weren't i remember yeah totally i remember yeah. telling my friends and like people at school that we were putting a roller coaster in our backyard and like <laughs> for, like for, kids are so fucking weird and i remember like people like being like what that's crazy and then it was weird <laughs> <laughs> But who, I don't know, people are so freaking weird. Um, They are, they really are. Here's one, I'm reading this for the first time, so forgive me, this has not been screened. Uh, Someone else said, when I was a kid, I took my little sister's money and taped it to a fake plant we had in the house, and I convinced her it was a money treat. I was kind enough to split the cash with her. I also used to trade her dimes for pennies. I told her they were bigger and therefore worth more. That's something I would actually do. I don't know about you. <laughs> wow. 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 I feel great about myself right now. So, damn. You know what? I can't stop thinking about that girl that lied about her to her boyfriend. So, that's what you're... So, she started it all. She's the one that started this this thread. Um Someone else tweeted, I didn't want to put my mouth on a CPR dummy in health class, so I told the teacher it gave me flashbacks to when my mom died in an accident. <gasps> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's awful. <laughs> you know why? Because there's people who actually have horrible flashbacks like that. Imagine. <gasps> yeah. The, you know what? The lie is always worse than what you do. So it would just be one thing if she had said, I really don't want to put my mouth on the dummy. Yeah. Why can't um, people just it, be honest? Oh I don't my know. God. But here, I, I actually kind of like this one. So Maggie Astor, she's a reporter for the New York Times. She replied to this saying, not me, but after fleeing Europe during the Holocaust, Holocaust um, in which uh, almost his entire family died, my grandfather got a job as a banker in New York by lying that he had a college degree, but the records had been lost in the war. He worked, success- he worked successfully as a banker for the rest of his life. I kind of like that one. I like, I like that. that too. Good you know what? Him. Yeah, good for him. So, in conclusion, there's nothing wrong with uh, lying. There's nothing wrong with lying. Ra- no, you know what? In conclusion, <laughs> lying is horrible and nobody should yes. do it. It is honestly the, the worst thing I think you can do. Like, it's just amp- it just amplifies every situation. I, I can't believe that chick lied to her boyfriend about finding a place to live because she wanted to move in with him. It's so... And then I, my second thought about that is, is that what I have to do to find a man? Like, l- lie and cheat and deceive them? Apparently. Apparently. <laughs> like, these that's girls a- fucking business out there, okay? And there's just no hope for me. <laughs> I think I'm too honest. I'd be like, I... Yeah. Well, <gasps> I'm right there with you. I'm right there fucking with you. That is pretty shady, though. I think I want to get more context on that. I'm going to, like, retweet that so everyone can can look at that and read into that more. 
Interesting. Right? I will be offering my thoughts on Twitter. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll be right back. <laughs> Podbean is now serving's home for podcasting. Podbean has everything you need to create, manage, and promote your podcast. It's perfect for beginners or well-established podcasters. Join today at podbean.com slash now serving. And now back to the podcast. All right. So earlier this week, you probably saw in the news or wherever you were watching the news or get your source information, uh, Amazon founder and CEO Jeff Bezos and his wife Mackenzie have decided to separate. And people separate all the time. Things happen. Um, But what's unique about this is the amount of money that he has. He's the the richest man in the world. Um, And so they're splitting what a lot of people are calling Jeff's fortune. And that's not fair. It's their fortune. What's the number? Yeah. Do you know the number? I don't have it in front of me. They're, what is it? Like 140 I, I do. billion? They have an estimated 137 billion in assets to divvy up. That's insane. So, yeah. That's absolutely wild. Yeah. Like yeah. so, and so in a lot of the headlines, who are like, no, Mackenzie Bezos uh, is going to be the richest woman in the world, which is great, amazing. Um, mm-hmm. But like they they did this together. A lot of people are like, well, this is Jeff's money. You can read the comments on Twitter, but people are really like, how can she get all this money? Blah 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 blah. Like, mm-hmm. no, I'm mm-hmm. not for that. This is their money. Like. Yes, he's the the face of Amazon. Yes, it's it's his company. Yes, he's the founder. Yes. But without her support, he mm-hmm. wouldn't have got to where he is. This is a team effort. Absolutely it is. And and you know, I was reading about this a little bit on the streetcar today. Mm-hmm. And it, you know, I was reading some uh interviews from or they were quoting Mackenzie from past interviews when she was saying that she would often negotiate deals and broker deals on his behalf. When they were first starting up, she was saying that there was one in particular that she did at a Starbucks, for example. And then she did another one in some like garage for him or something like that. So she was actively part of that and she's a smart cookie she went to princeton she's no dummy she's she's smart woman and 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 an acclaimed author and quite frankly she pushed four children out of her body so i feel like the woman is entitled to her 65 (laughs) billion dollars yeah i completely agree and i think too like one thing to keep in mind with a lot of very successful people like sure one of i mean if you're in a relationship like that like i mean jeff bezos isn't a normal guy she's not a normal girl like this they're insanely successful people but they did get there together Mm -hmm. like this is something that Mm -hmm. they couldn't have accomplished separately and although he does get a lot of the fame like this Mm -hmm. yeah just he wouldn't be who he is without her and I'm glad that mm-hmm. they are they're splitting this. I'm glad that Jeff has almost like come to, to her defense in a lot of times because it, it is it's their money. They built this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But so many rude comments are there. Where do people get off on this? 
Right. I know. I'm like, shut up. And you know what? At first I thought, who cares? Because who needs that much money to begin with? Like whether you get 40 billion or whatever. But then I was thinking, absolutely not. She is entitled to half. So she should get half unless they have some sort of post marital agreement, which I also read in some articles that said once Amazon kind of took off because there was no Amazon when they got married. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes couples will have postmarital agreements when you know people become super successful and they'll come to some sort of agreement after the fact. So I, I mean, does it matter? Not really. I hope she just gets half of what she's entitled to. Like she's entitled to half. She contributed half. I find more often women contribute so much more in the home. And that's your home base. Like how do you... I don't know. She is entitled to have. Although I'm just thinking now, like, who in the hell needs $137 billion? Like, that is just so not okay. You know what I mean? It's an insane amount. I can't even imagine that. For a couple to have that much money, it's it's outrageous. So I hope she gets half for the mere principle behind it. And good for her she does and now i'm gonna wait and see exactly what jeff bezos and mckenzie does with this money because they could make a lot of positive change in the world they could like they already Mm -hmm. do like i get things Mm -hmm. delivered so quickly (laughs) well although i do appreciate when i order toilet paper on the streetcar in the morning and it's there when i get home at night that is that's nice. But as you know, Amazon came under a lot of, I know you're joking, I know. But, but Amazon did come under a lot of heat recently because they weren't even paying their workers a living wage and you have $137 billion in wealth. Come on. Come on. Like you can, you can afford to pay your workers a fair wage at a minimum. And what else is my question to them now too? And what? I hope she fucking. Well, and Amazon's, I think, so successful because of they're very frugal. They like mm-hmm. they I mean they're they're focused on making money any way they can. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um I have a question for you though. Mm-hmm. So let's say you are in a relationship with someone. Uh-huh. And maybe you're together for five years and then their company or whatever they're involved with like takes off, it goes crazy, and they ask you to sign an agreement, how would you feel getting that? Like, like, like if they're like so that you if so that if something happened, like if you separated, that you, you know, can't take that or like you you get a, a small portion of that. If, how would you if they all of a sudden became super rich like Like super rich like yeah super rich because maybe their like company was doing well or yeah what would you what would you do like would you be like yeah this makes sense or would you be like no i like to think that i would be the one who would be making the fucking cash so fuck all that but you know what no No, i'm gonna get around in a second (laughs) I was going to ask this and then flip it around. Okay. I should have started this way. Fine. You know what? Ooh, okay. What are your think, thoughts? I think 
it's a it's a case by case thing because again, mm-hmm. not all of these marriages, and I am no expert in divorce. I have never come close to being married, let alone getting divorced. And I know very few divorcees. I if she's in if they're both entitled to 50, then they're entitled to 50. That's what seems fair to me. Like, okay, we're two people, let's divide it evenly. Unless there is something that I don't know, like something or I, I I would I would only ever sign something that ensured my children were well taken care of, like well taken care of, and um that I get half or more, <laughs> quite frankly. Okay. And if it was me making my money, I don't know. I guess that's a, like I don't know. Because it's tricky. Like I think if I again if I were in a relationship for that long and then I was like giving some papers like here, sign this because mm-hmm. I don't want you to take money if, if you decide to leave or if something mm-hmm. happens, I think mm-hmm. I would like, I think, I don't know. I think I would sign it and be like, fuck you. Like, I can't believe you'd like do this. Like you don't trust me or like something. I don't know. I, I think if I'd be was- so upset, but then I see it on the flip side too. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I would, if, if, if it were me making the money, Mm-hmm. I would absolutely want my spouse to sign something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Y- yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's, I think, it, I, I really think it's something that we can't really judge until you're in that situation. But if I was in a long-term relationship with someone and then they came to me halfway through or 20 years in like this and said, can you sign something? I'd be like, absolutely not. Because of as of right now, I get half. So I'm not fucking signing anything, right? Like I would, I, I would, I would just keep my half. I, I don't know. I think I would be totally okay with signing a prenup, depending, you know, like. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think so. If well, I had Kate. children, I think there would be a thing that said if I had children, everything would change. Like, I want everything then because we all know that women typically are the primary caregivers. And I don't know. There's a lot of work that goes into that. Like, I look at my cousin up every two hours or whatever for how many months like feeding a baby like that shit is fucking torture and that is hard work and quite frankly women are already paid less than men statistically on average and have to make way more sacrifices their bodies their everything for fam for family and no like i would i would feel very strongly about that i don't know and my own money it's the same sort of thing. Like, you know what, if I, by some miracle, quite frankly, was making more money than a man, that's, I'd be like, great. I'm just making up for the wage gap for other people. So deal with it. Yeah. I I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I can't, I feel like I can't accurately comment on this. I just like to think that I would be that principled and bold, but it is we'll tricky. See. Yeah. I it, don't, is, it is tricky. I think, yeah. I like having things separate. Like even in my, the longest relationship I was in, longest was like just over five years. Like everything we had was still very separate. Mm-hmm. Like no like joint accounts, like things like, yeah, sure. Some things we bought together, but if things were purchased, like it, we would like split it down the middle. I don't know. 
I think that's I fair. That. I think that's fair. Like it's like a challenging when there's kids involved and or things mm-hmm. like that. But mm-hmm. crazy. Mm-hmm. This is a week of hot, fun topics. But when is I it know. not? When is it not on now serving? With it really is. Jets? There's tea every <laughs> single week. Congratulations to us, and yeah. we just we just have so much fun doing this. It's been great. Although we didn't put the kettle on. We forgot to put the kettle on because we were jamming to Britney. Oh my God, did we actually forget? <laughs> <sighs> I can't believe that we got so excited. But now now it is time to turn on the, the, the snake music, as you call it. <laughs> it's true. So everyone, just before we go, just remember that picture you're in a desert. And there's a snake in a basket and someone is summoning it with the little recorder or whatever. You know what? That's probably very culturally insensitive and I apologize. I'm going to figure out what this all means. But for now, just let the music take you away. (laughs) Have a good week, everyone. We'll see you next time. (laughs) We want to hear from you. Visit us at nowservingpodcast.com. New podcasts are released weekly. Don't forget to subscribe.